Blog Talk Radio. The following is a disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of the Roman Show Network, its management, or other advertisers. Hello, folks, and welcome to another edition of good old Wrestle City Radio. Uh, we're still going through a facelift here on the show. Uh, we're two weeks in uh, since the name change. Uh, brand new intros, brand new studio, brand new look, brand new logo, the whole nine yards. So please be patient with us while we, uh, while we establish all of that stuff for you, our listeners, our supporters, our guests, past and present. So, guys... Please be patient, but guys, welcome to another edition. I am your host, of course, Mr. Reality himself, George Alonso, and of course, I'm here joined by my sister from another mister, the lollipop queen, Christina. How are you? Jet lagged. Yay. (laughs) How many peanuts uh, did you... Oh, and cue card guy is here. Welcome to the office, cue card. Um... So, uh, how, much, how many peanuts and sodas did you have to have just to stay awake on that plane? None, because all of that was expensive. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. They're charging that stuff now? Yeah, I, I flew Spirit. They charge you to sit. So what if you're standing? Do they charge you less for standing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the contracts are. I just know that I paid way too much money. That is absurd. Wow. Okay. Well, thanks for that warning. Uh, Now I know uh, whether I should be flying spirit or not. But, guys, please excuse the wind noise. I am out here uh, outside the construction of our new Russell City Studios, which should be up and running by tomorrow believe it or not, uh, world record setting on that one. But, of course, uh, it's not about that, guys. We have a full setup show here set, uh, for you tonight. We have our special guest, Pinky Sanchez, will be on the show with us here today. Uh, he's actually here representing his promotion, Violence and Suffering, uh, which actually had their debut show last night in New York City. Uh, so we're going to be happy and to, to have him here on the show and speak to him about it, about his debut show, meaning his baby, uh, and and other things. But now that we're speaking about New York, Christina, you just got back from New York. Uh, Tell us about it. Yeah, I got back last night. Uh, I was there for about four days, and it was a whirlwind of four days. I literally just got off the plane, went straight to the bar to watch Vaseline. Christina? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay. I don't know why, but it just went uh, into pause. I don't know what just happened there. But, okay, so you, you basically got back last night, and you went straight to fast. Woman, do you sleep? <laughs> nope. That's why I'm jet-lagged. That's why I'm very tired <laughs> today. <laughs> Good Lord. Thank God we pay people here on Russell City Radio in Red Bulls and, and energy and energy bars. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, guys, uh, I expect a royalty check from Red Bull for that one. But, uh, but all, Christina, you also got to, to do many, many things up there in New York, uh, you know, besides being jet-lagged. 
you got to go to the BCW's one-year anniversary that featured Billy Gunn versus Mike Orlando. Uh, you also were able to go to the big event uh, and meet some of your idols. You went to Ring of Honor's Manhattan Mayhem, which was its historic event all in its own. Which event uh, for you kind of stood out for you? Oh, wow. I mean, oh, I guess I'd have to say, I mean, Ring of Honor's Manhattan Mayhem, because that was the curveball of the century for me. I was expecting it. I posted videos on my Snapchat to which, you know, people had to message me as, like, a, you should have warned people wearing headphones for how loud you were. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I had to, you know, kind of make a couple apology snaps after that just to apologize for how loud I was screaming because of how excited I was. <laughs> well, who could blame you? It, it, listen, when when you're that excited, I can't, you can't blame yourself for being like, you know what? I know I'm a journalist. I know I'm I'm this. I know I'm a professional. But this is that moment where that fangirl comes out, and you just have to be you. <laughs> so I can't disagree with that. But like I said, you got to meet your idols. You got to meet some unexpected people, uh, like the Broken Hardies, like the Bully Rays, like so many other of the Ring of Honor talents uh, that will be here in the future episodes of of Russell City Radio. But you know, you got to meet so many. And, and, and one thing that really stands to me, Christina, is Lita. Because this is a situation that you've been saying for weeks here on Russell City Radio. Oh, my God, I'm going to meet my idol. I'm going to meet my idol. I'm going to meet my idol. And then all of a sudden, it came to a fruition this past weekend. Are you living the dream now? I've been living the dream since Friday. (laughs) I mean, I met her, and, you know, the line for her was long all day. Like, I, we got to the venue probably around, like, 10, I'd say, and didn't leave until about 2.33. And the line was basically, like, wrapped around, like, the building, mostly all day. So we didn't, you know, I didn't get to stay in the line till the very end. But just to, like, meet her and kind of, like, tell her how much of an inspiration she was to me was absolutely fantastic. And, of course, she had Ken's next to her which if anybody knows, that is her dog. Uh, Ken's is the dog that travels with her everywhere. Um, so, yeah, just to be able to, like, meet her and kind of just, like, tell her how much of an inspiration she was to me, you know, both professionally and personally, it was mm-hmm. definitely a dream come true, and she was an absolute delight. She was so sweet, super nice, and I I couldn't have wanted it any other way. Well, cue card guy actually is saying that the best part of uh, of the trip was when you guys got to meet our cue card guy. <laughs> yes, Raven. Yes, I did get to meet him at the at the BCW event. He was so lovely, and you know, I was I was talking to him after the trip, being like, "Oh man, I really wish I got a picture with you," but you know, we were both super hectic and super busy. So definitely in June, when we get up there again, we'll we'll take some pictures and hang out a little bit more. Golly, talking about leaving a a little dab of uh, sugar, you know, as far as like hinting our listeners of, hey, where are we going in June, huh? (laughs) Uh, If if you don't know, trust me, uh, some big things are coming for Russell City Radio, if I may say so, especially in June, because the people that you and I are going to meet, Christina, it's beyond phenomenal. One of them we've already met before, but this time it's going to be more epic. 
and, and, and I really cannot wait. But now that we talk about Epic, we're talking about all this stuff, boy, the Ring of Honor deliver this past weekend at Manhattan Mayhem. They left the audience in awe. I've been seeing clips after clips. As a matter of fact, one of the clips I even see you in the far corner going crazy, Christina. Uh, <laughs> and, and basically, you know, if you weren't there live, I could only imagine the electricity you missed out on because, of course, I'm talking about, you know, the Broken Hardys made a surprise appearance going as far as winning the ROH tag team titles and then Bully Ray making an appearance in the main event powerbombing the champion Adam Cole through a table. So it was surprises after surprises after surprises. And Christina, you were there live. Can you tell us a little bit about how the electricity felt there during all those surprises? Oh, the electricity was absolutely like the highest it's ever been for me in a wrestling event. I mean, it was just, you know, the ingredients of just, like, you know, being in New York, being in a giant city where, you know, the crowd and the fans there are very vocal, and they will tell you what they like, and especially they will tell you what they don't like. But, yeah, being in, like, the world-famous Hammerstein Ballroom where, you know, that is such a famous venue for wrestling in and of itself, and then being with just a bunch of passionate fans, you know, uh, you know, speaking of, you know, the New York crowd kind of telling you what they don't like, uh, there is a fan sitting on the balcony wearing a John Cena shirt, and nobody was happy about it. Everybody was calling him out. Everyone was calling him, like, a terrible person, calling him all these terrible names. But, you know, it was it was all in good fun. It was all, you know, you know, fans being fans and just, you know, just being a part of the atmosphere in of itself. And, you know, the matches, they were fantastic. A lot of people that I've never seen before live. Like, I, I got to see Will Ospreay live, and he is so absolutely smooth in the ring and what he does. Uh, I got to see Leo Rush. I got to see Marty Stroll, who I've never seen before. You know, I've been to ROH events, but for some reason I haven't seen these guys yet in the ring. And then, of course, you know, the box who I got to meet beforehand at the big event and then again before during the meet and greet uh, before the show started. You know, just to be able to see them live too, because I hadn't seen them either, was great. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after their match ends, all the lights go out. And then I'm like, no, no, this can't be true. This isn't happening. And then you see the <laughs> piano. And I yep. just lost, I lost my mind. I lost my mind. You know, and the, the lights came up. The Broken Hardies were in the ring. I I died, and my spirit floated above the ring for a while. <laughs> like, my throat is sore now. I don't know if you guys can tell a little bit of a raspy voice, but that is definitely from all the screaming, because it is literally, like, one of my favorite tag teams from my childhood, being the Hardies, and then to one of my favorite tag teams of the present being the Young Bucks and them colliding when I thought that was going to happen at Supercard during WrestleMania weekend, but nope, curveball, and it happened right in front of my face. It was just absolutely mind-blowing, and I don't think I'm fully recovered from it yet. (laughs) 
Well, our cue card guy has not stopped sending me little GIFs of delete, delete, delete. So uh, thank you, cue card guy, for that. Uh, you know, but aside from, from the, you know, all the major surprises, and how many times have we discussed this on the show, uh, you know, Christina, that, that the element of surprise is what the wrestling world needs. And I feel like Ring of Honor definitely, definitely, uh, you know, delivered, you know, on that this past weekend, just like many, many other great organizations uh, that you went to over the weekend, like BCW, one-year anniversary, they had surprises of their own, and then, of course, violence and suffering, which I thank you very much, Ms. Millie Cruz, for helping me. I mentioned New York earlier. It was, it, the show happened in New Jersey, so I apologize about that. So, basically, it, you know, a lot of surprises happening uh, over the weekend, uh, but... <laughs> One thing I have to mention right now, Christina, is that I constantly I watch the news or I hear the radio, and I always hear of a news personality trying to get in the ring. <laughs> and <laughs> you were the next one, because when you went with Millie Cruz of Legion's Media, uh, you know, to the BWF training facility, uh, you got to train with Mr. Bronco International, Tell us about that, because you are just the next, you know, pretty much news personality to get yourself in the ring. Well, my, like, before, like, when we were on the way there on the train, I was quiet. My anxiety was through the roof. I was texting friends back home being like, I don't think I can do this. I'm terrified. I just want to go back to the hotel. I'm not cut out for this. I'm, I'm ter- I was terrified. I was, I was perpetually terrified. And we get there. I'm sitting outside the ring, and my nerves are growing more and more. My hands are sweating. They're shaking. I want to cry, basically, because I'm like, I don't deserve to be in a ring. I don't deserve the honor of stepping foot in a wrestling ring and, and doing the things that the people that I look up to do on a daily basis. Like, I'm, that's not who I am. I'm a very quiet, shy person normally. And, you know, I let people do what they do, and I usually don't try to, you know, insert myself in situations like that. But, you know, Millie was there, and she pushed me to do it. And I had a really great trainer in Matthew at DFW, and he was very nice and super patient with me. And I got in the ring. I, I ran some ropes. I, I twisted my ankle, like, three times. Within the first five minutes, but I didn't tell anybody. I was like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to keep pushing through it. You know, I ran some ropes. I, I did some front rolls. I, you know, I took some bumps, which there are videos circulating on Facebook about it. And for me, it's embarrassing because I'm, like, not the most coordinated of people. If anyone's ever met me, that's why I have a giant Otterbox case on my phone because I drop my phone all the time because I'm just clumsy and just uncoordinated. I could vouch but for it that. But it was a lot <laughs> of fun. You know, I was able to, you know, to learn how to, you know, lock up and learn how to do, like, holds and reversals and, you know, call things out in the ring and, and try and sell, which that's not something I'm great at. <laughs> I'm not something that's, like, great at being, like, that big of a personality in the ring and selling and, and calling things out and being that quick with it, especially when it was my first day in the ring just kind of like learning the ropes and stuff. And then I was able to get in the ring with, you know, actual professionals. I was in there, be able to get in there with, with Caveman and, and Evander James, and they were able to, you know, kind of show me uh, some things, which was great. It was, you know, it was definitely a great experience. It's the reason why I did it, just to have something to kind of check off my bucket list uh, mm-hmm. and say that I did it. 
Um, I have been completely sore head to toe for like the four or five days after. Like I was in the ring, I think Thursday, Thursday night, mm-hmm. and I'm only kind of starting to feel like a normal person today. <laughs> you know, minus all of the jet lag I'm dealing with. Well, but yeah, it was, I, I, it was an experience, and I'm I'm so proud that I was able to do it. You know, I Facetimed my family after and my nephews just to like let them know that like, hey, your aunt, like, she did a cool thing. <laughs> Well, to our books, you're always going to be a cool girl, you know, whether you got in the ring or not. But I want to go ahead and take this time as the CEO uh, and one of the two people on air with Miss uh, uh, Miss Christina here and send out a personal thank you, uh, especially to Mr. Peter Rosado uh, for taking care of our Christina uh, up in New York. I want to give a huge thank you to that. And uh, also a huge thank you to Miss Millie Cruz for even you know, giving company to Ms. Christina up in New York. So thank you to you both. Uh, you know, she had a great time, as you obviously hear. And, you know, with that, later on on the show, we have some very exclusive interviews you will not hear anywhere else that Christina will be bringing to you right here on Russell City Radio on behalf of Russell City and, of course, the Miami Herald because she was representing both organizations at that time. So, Christina, who, who were you the most nervous with, by the way, uh, when it comes to the, uh, to the interviews? Were you more like with the Hardys? Were you with the, uh, the Young Bucks? Um, I think maybe the Hardys. But to be perfectly honest, I was not as nervous as I thought it was going to be. I was way more nervous to step inside the ring and take bumps and, you know, learn to run the ropes than I was for interviewing these people. Huh. Well, by, <laughs> I, listen, some, you've seen me live, okay, Christina? You've seen me live working. Some, and with Joey Ryan, Joey Ryan is our perfect example. You know, when we actually interviewed Joey Ryan, you noticed how nerd, even our good, uh, you know, our photographer here uh, from Russell City even said, man, you look nervous. <laughs> I'm like, of course, it's Joey Ryan, the king of sleaze. Well, how you want me to be? This is a former yeah. TNA guy. I'm, I'm human, too. <laughs> yeah, you know, when we did that interview with Joey Ryan at Ronin Pro, I was absolutely nervous. I mean, if anyone's seen the video... <laughs> You can see my nerves, you know. You can definitely see my nerves coming out, like, in person, and it was crazy. And, you know, I just love really that funny. giant. It was funny. Because, I just love the know, giant lollipop. Yeah, the giant lollipop is great. You know, I, I should have asked him yesterday, too, like, how it is, like, taking it through customs. <laughs> but, you know, I was on the plane and, unfortunately, unable to go to the violence and suffering event, but I was able to... You know, FaceTime Joey for a little bit, and, you know, he did remember me, and, you know, I had to apologize for not being at the event and supporting him, but definitely I will see him hopefully more than once during WrestleMania week. All right. Well, guys, I think it's now time that we open up the line. I think we have our guest here on on hold. Let's see if it's him, because if it is him, I have to introduce him the only way he deserves. He's the highly energetic New Jersey Devil. I'm talking about good old Pinky Sanchez. Mr. Sanchez, is that you? What's up, man? How's everybody doing? Uh, good, on? good. How are you, Mr. Sanchez? I'm all right, man. 
You don't gotta call me the Jersey Devil though. I kinda have a deep Jersey. <laughs> uh, fine, fine. I, I'll call you everything energetic in the book then next time. Yeah, I, I have like a, a love hate, love hate. Want to see it, want to see it die. Relationship with Jersey. I know. Ah. I know. I'm a bum. I'm a bummer. But uh, I, I'm actually in a great mood. <laughs> I'm actually no, in a great I, mood. I, no, I know. Trust me, I, I've heard and, and I saw and I've seen pictures and I've seen clips, dude. First and foremost, before we even start talking about it, congratulations on the big event yesterday, man. A huge, tur- you know, turn turnout. It almost was like, you know, yes, I made a dream come true by becoming a professional wrestler, but now, you know, I, I now also work with, you know, your company, Violence and Suffering, and now. You just literally grew an attendance that a lot of people have hard times doing for their first show. So I have to say congratulations. Yeah, I know, right? You know, God is good, guys. Whatever you believe in, whatever it is, it's good. It's it's, a positive person doing good, you get your day, you know? Um, Yesterday was really special to me, and um, I just wanted to... I just wanted to be uh, as equally special for everybody else that came down. I hope I gave uh, all the guys and the girls in the locker room and everyone in attendance, I hope I gave them a great time, you know? Well, man, huge congratulations to that, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Sanchez. Really, uh, you deserve it. You've been working very, very hard, you know, in your wrestling career, uh, and you deserve it, man. And I know that that terminology goes around a lot nowadays when in, in the wrestling world, but, you know, I really mean it when I say you deserve this honor because you've worked extremely hard. I believe you worked for a little bit over nine years in the wrestling business to finally, you know, oh, achieve something like this. Well, I've actually, uh, actually, longer than nine years, I'm, I made my debut. I think you could say I trained for a long time, paying dues and everything, and then um, I made my, 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 my debut, professional debut, in 2003. But before that, I was a young boy. I was putting up rings, taking down rings, just, you know, I was really I was really young, so I was just learning this and that. I wasn't really given an opportunity until much later. Well, not much later, but I wasn't given an opportunity until a few years after I started my training, you know? So, yeah, I've been not... But, yes, you're right. It, it, You know what? Nine years is a long time, you know? But, um, you know, um, yeah, it's been even longer than that. You know, it's been... Um, but, man, uh... I would say maybe we might be reaching 15 years that I've been around this business. I've been around this business almost as long as I've been alive. It's a, it's a big part of me. You know? So uh, I've, seen, I've seen it all. You know what I'm saying? I've seen all the debuts in a lot of places. Um, I've, I've seen uh, shows of a lot of places. I've got to experience different locker rooms. And... Um, different companies and I just felt like going into violence and suffering I wanted to just take all the good things I've seen all the best wrestlers that I had the pleasure to share a lot with at work and try to make a little haven for all of us and slap the violence and suffering name on it um 
I had two great partners that pushed me along the way and helped out make it happen. And we all work together beautifully, I feel. And the result is what happened yesterday, Sunday. A Sunday afternoon show for a debut company that sold well. And that sold that sold a few tickets, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no. It's a great feeling. It's a good feeling. The fans enjoyed themselves. I felt everything was right. I felt like any wrestling fan anywhere in the world can go to that show and enjoy it. Um, it was all about giving a great quality show. Um, I feel like I did it. Pardon me, not me, but I feel like a lot of them did it. Everybody did it. Man, th- this is truly inspirational, just hearing this, Mr. Sanchez. And, and again, congratulations on all of that, man. And, and and you mentioned some great, great stuff as far as, like, you know, you and partners working. To, personally, if you, let me stop myself. Personally, let me go ahead, and I feel like Christina, you know, can, can you know, will agree with me on this. One day in the near future, we would love to maybe even help Violence and Suffering, you know, work something out with us where we could go ahead Ahead and, and cover your shows in the near future, but that will be for awesome. off the air talk. <laughs> uh, no problem. Huh? Oh, I said I said that doesn't sound bad, but yeah, we can talk about that off the air. <laughs> oh, oh, definitely. We'll, we'll definitely talk something off the air. You know, uh, between man to man, and or, or in this case, man to man to woman. <laughs> because yeah. I can't forget uh, my lollipop queen over here. Um, oh, no just, there's one thing though, Mr. Sanchez. The day we do go to uh, violence and suffering, I do have one request that at least we have some cherry lollipops for the lollipop queen. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we got, we'll have we'll have all that we'll have all that for everybody. We try to accommodate everybody. Everybody has a good time. <laughs> well, there yeah. you go, Christina. You'll have your cherry lollipops. Uh, but uh, but basically, uh, you know, Mr. Santos, let me start talking to you about this. You know, again, you said that you've worked in this business for about 15 years. You started, you know, as yeah. a ring crew, paying your dues. I started, you know, young, I, I started old school. You know, a lot of people, they don't do ring crew before they learn to wrestle. Or they don't, they're not part of a team first. Like, I came yeah. up kind of like, uh, I started at JP when they were having a school held in um, Charity Hall. So this was... Maybe ninety nine. You know, oh, here we wow. are, two thousand seventeen. Yeah, you know, that's a long time. Um, yeah, man. Magic and uh and uh Crazy Ivan. Yeah, uh, I remember him. Was, was some of the first people who were well they were my first trainers, you know. Um, proud to proud to proud, proud still proud of today. I was I still share locker rooms with those crazy dudes. Um, we just did J P a few months ago over at uh, a I believe it was a high school. Some day own high school. I'm not too sure. All right, you got to excuse me. I feel horrible about that. But, yeah, those was one of those times. Those was a very rare time in Jersey that I enjoyed myself. But Jersey, well, Jersey, Jersey All Pro brings the fire every time, you know, and, I, and I'm, sur- I'm surrounded by a lot of people I came up with at JP, so it's always a great time. Well, Miss, uh, well, Mr. Sanchez, in that case, because you know we were just talking about this before you came on the air. You know how how New Jersey, New York, uh, you know Pennsylvania, you know all of those are hotbeds for professional wrestling, and the yeah. fans there would definitely tell you whether they like you or don't like you. How was it growing in that atmosphere as a wrestler yourself? Um. Well, I've always, I've always kind of, my strong point has always been connection with the crowd. 
and maybe not taking myself too seriously. Um, I kind of, I'm, I, I bring a certain energy when I wrestle, you know. I, it's a certain aura. Uh, you can't teach that. And, I mean, it's, it's something you learn, and it's something you hone. You just work at it. So, I mean, I'm just glad that I've been blessed. <laughs> you just have like certain type of mind frame when I do what I do. I guess I really enjoy wrestling, so that's why I'm always having a good time, you know. And you have to be one of the most. Ener- Go ahead. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, I was saying, if you know, if if um, I I guess if I'm giving out good energy, the crowd's gonna give me back good energy, and I'm able to eat off that good energy. It's very very symbiotic. With anything well, in wrestling, when it comes to me, is I try to keep it simple, and I also try to have the, I have, to, I, I try to keep the fans in mind with everything I, I try to do, whether it's put shows together or just me wrestling. Well, in that case, Mr. Sanchez, you know, let me just say this: you have one of the most energetic characters that I've ever seen in the world of professional wrestling. You know, you are very, very electric per se, from your entrance to your style in the ring, uh, you know, to even your exit. You know, you're you're very energetic. Uh, I know you're even into Zumbas <laughs> uh, and even have given yourself nicknames like El Presidente. So, yeah. <laughs> so and one thing I've learned when, uh, when I used to get trained under Rusty Brooks is that he told me when you make a character – George, you have to make sure you connect to that character. You have to be you. So, in other words, I made a character that I could make people laugh. So, how can you say you've connected like that, like yourself to the character Pinky Sanchez? Um, I mean, the name itself kind of was, uh, the name itself kind of just came out of nowhere one day. Um, I guess I always, was, when I, when I try stuff like this, I always like, try to like, at least uh, make the crowd laugh or something, or be like, a type of uh, entertaining. Uh, I, I was a huge fan of guys like Hulk Cabana and Turn Acid. Those are two like the most charismatic performers. Maybe I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say nothing bad about their promo ability. But I will say, like, telling a story in a ring, those are two really, really good guys, you know. Um, I I don't necessarily just go for people that have good promos and go, okay, well, their promos are good. I, I, let me watch their matches. Because not everyone's Ric Flair, you know. Yeah, so, definitely. Just, I guess I just really like working on the fly kind of taking my art and just living it, not just talking about it in the back or talking about what I'm going to do or what I want to do in a match. Just go out there and do it. And I think, I think you know, when you say, like, is, like I'm energetic, I, I mean, you have to be because I'm not in the back thinking about what I'm going to do. I just do it. And when I get that energy back, it's I feed off of it. Very, very the, deep. It's, it's so deep. So deep, my friend. 
<laughs> no. I'm a bad genius. Well, I'm a bad genius, man. <laughs> Well, it's just an honor just that the fact that I'm able to speak to you right now about this, Mr. Sanchez, because you're pretty much opening up to us, and, and we appreciate that a lot. And mind you, one of the names that you just mentioned, I, man, I miss him to this day. And I could only imagine you guys who probably worked with him a lot closer, because I grew oh, up that's... like when he was around as a fan. But yeah. And I never got to meet him in person, but I was a super fan of him, and that was Trent Acid. Yeah. You know, and I thank God you mentioned his name. He was such a nice guy to everybody. You know, listen, let this be, let, if anything, you know, it's going to come up, but you know what, I'm not going to make it one of those things where it comes up and we say bad things about it or we all get all sad about it. No, man, it's just for every single young kid out there that likes the culture of wrestling and the partying and the having a good time and you think that sometimes people that don't want to do that is lame, this and that. Listen, as be mindful of your actions, people, you know. Don't get caught out there with the hard drugs. You wanna have you wanna share a few beers with the boys, go for it. You know, I'm not gonna tell you what to do with yourselves, but you know, we have to take care of ourselves. This business just, just, just wrestling the way certain people wrestle eats up our bodies so much faster than it should. Now, come on, guys, you don't want to be adding drug abuse on top of that because drug abuse is what it is—drug abuse, abuse people. So, you know, don't take take lessons from a from a great guy like Trent. You know, he was such a good guy, so good to everybody. No one had a bad thing to say about him. It's just unfortunate mm-hmm. what happened. What happened to him happens to him. And you know what? It happens to other people. You know. We have to, yeah. you know, just gotta take care of each other. And when we do remember people like him, you know, we have to, we have to have a certain responsibility when we, when we, when we mention his name, you know, because a lot of people will mention his name, you know, but they never knew the man. See, I could talk openly about him because I knew him, so I'm not gonna put any false narrative out there. I don't have to be extra. His death killed me because he, to me, was a, was someone before he died. I was living in Philly. You know, so I got to see the man a lot. I got to hang out with the man a lot on a personal level, not just on a wrestling level. Mm-hmm. You know, that brief and, time. Yeah, that brief time. I, well, I mean, it wasn't really brief, brief, but like, you know, that 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 small, that small time in my life that I got to chill with that with, with the man trying to ask it, it was a great time. It showed me that people are good people. You could be a good person. You know, I'm glad. I'm happy. Very happy to have had those experiences hanging out with him, you know? And, and, and mind you, he, yeah. and, and I'm sorry for interrupting you, Mr. Sanchez. I, oh, no, no, I you're not interrupting wanna, at all. No, no, no. <laughs> no, not no, at all, no, not no, at all. I just, I just wanted to back up what you were saying as far as, like, all that stuff. Like, you know, I understand where you're coming from when it comes to, oh, this guy said this, let's put it out on dirt sheets, you know, and, and because that's yeah. what happens a lot. You know, out there in the news, it happens on, on in the personal world, Mm -hmm. and it happens in our wrestling world. Anything that's done, it's it's turned into dirt. But here on Wrestle City Radio, I could vouch. Actually, Christina and I could both vouch that we do nothing but respect here. And you know, and one thing that if anyone ever quotes us on any sheet out there. I guarantee you there's never going to be a time when they say, this guy talked bad about so-and-so, because we don't work on that. We work on building no, respect man. back for professional wrestling. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, man, you just gotta build. You gotta build upon that respect. It's very honorable. A lot of, a lot of. Unfortunately, me, I'm not that nice. <laughs> Sometimes I try <laughs> to handle. I'm, I'm trying to be good, man. And, you know, I, I've, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been such a good boy lately. You know, but that that comes with uh, like, think about it, man. You know, I grew up in this business. A lot of shit that I've seen in this business. Oh, <laughs> pardon me for no, my don't worry. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> no worries. Well, I'll give you an example. You know, uh, I've been around this business since '99. It's 2017. I'll give you a hint. I don't look that. I don't look that old. <laughs> so you can only imagine how young I was when I was around it. You know. Um. Uh, I will say. To be honest you know, with you, I thought you were 27. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's crazy. But but yeah, I, um. I'd say, you know, like, I came up in the business, and as a young kid, I, I saw all the drama, all the all the garbage going on. I've seen this business change. I've seen this business go from, I, man, I've seen this business since 1999. I've seen it change, and then I've seen it change again, you know? And then and I've seen it go through a lot of changes. So, you know, I just feel like nowadays it's it's... People, that whole controversy, people still hang on to stupid, stupid stuff like that. But at the same time, that stuff's not, not, not timeless anymore. No one cares about that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like, um, like a fad. You know, wrestling going through changes some, sometimes reflects fads. So there was a fad of just everyone, everyone wanted to be a shock a shock jock or a Howard Stern or, or, or shoot and this and that. And, you know, you had a lot of garbage with shoot interviews and I guess shoot angles and all that other garbage, you know. But you yeah, know, it's always good. It's always good to be respectful, man. Because at the end of the day, people are gonna people are gonna remember the, the respectful, the how how respectful people were. Well. For the for the record again, uh, if I could speak for Christine on this, you know, we, her and I, we have nothing but respect for you, you entertainers, you sports athletes, you great people that that go on a daily base. And, and here's the thing: a lot of people should not even look at you wrestlers and say, "Oh, but they only do it once a weekend." No, you guys work seven days a week because you guys have to make sure you're in shape for your next match. So we have to be very, very thankful for everything you guys do to go out there in the ring and risk your bodies and your souls, you know, to entertain us. You know, so training is a big thing. Training is a huge thing to me in my in my whole life. Like my whole life has just been um, constantly being told you got to train, you got to train, you got to train. So I mean, I've trained in many different places. Oh, her party! I was, I was no, watching okay. up with quick. So you know, I gotta get a little snack and I gotta, I gotta eat. I just had my show the other day, you know, so I'm just trying to energize up again. <laughs> trying to eat, eat. I don't know. I don't, know if, I don't even know if I really ate like that yesterday. I may or may not. Well, have. <laughs> well, it probably was all the excitement, if you don't mind me saying yeah. so. Yeah, oh, it definitely was. I was feeling great. I wasn't feeling negative about anything. Um, I don't understand some people. I don't know how people could run shows and be all, be all sad and angry and go into a show with a feeling of just like, 
you know, being sold to you. We're all sauced up, you know? I, well, I had so much That brings me my to show. my next question. But right there, that brings me to my next question there, Mr. Sanchez, and it's going to be like my last one until uh, I'm going to pass it to Christina next. But basically, Mr. Sanchez, you were talking about how happy you were, how cheerful. You were even making people laugh behind, you know, sharing love and and all that stuff with your partners. You know, can you give advice to some of the promoters that are tuning in right now, like how – you know, what kind of different environment from not just, you know, your partners, but from the people that are working your show that you'll receive when you give them that positive environment instead of being so, like you're saying, salty and, and angry or stressed. Uh, can you can you explain that to us? Yeah. When, you, uh, when you're a happy ball of energy, you're more likely a more entertaining person and people are going to watch you or people are going to want to be around you or people are going to want to be drawn to you now think about that person being the leader of a locker room if you go in there and you're all angry morale is going to hit the locker room and they'll probably be angry and all bent out of shape just be blessed to be a wrestler just be blessed to run wrestling shows you know I guess a lot of it is attitude. A lot of guys have a, don't really. I mean, it could also be that I'm a wrestler and I've been around this business, so like I, I'm not like these dudes that just been around for five years or like six years, you know, that never really did the traveling, that never really know what it was to be a wrestler. So like, you know, they just been around, you know. But I mean, mm-hmm. so maybe you got a lot of people that don't know what they're doing. They only they've only they never really wrestled. They they never really knew what. They never really watched it. They don't know the ins and outs of it. You have to look at wrestling like, you know, if you look at it, it's like with anything, you know. No one that's just, no one that's like, oh, I like basketball. I watched it as a, as a kid. All right, let me start my own basketball team. But they really don't know what it is to coach. They don't know what it is to train. They don't know what it is to put time in to, to deal with and manage the team, you know. That's how it is with wrestling, with wrestling companies. You got uh, I'll keep it positive. You have you have a good you have a good handful of places in my area. I live in New York, mm-hmm. and just the area that my my company's in. Within like 50 miles of that area, I guess you want to say 50 miles or 20 miles, or even 10 miles. You have a lot of places that have no business running, or they have potential and they're just not reaching it because you have the wrong people putting you know, the wrong people in the wrong positions, whatever. So, if I could say anything, just to wrap it up before I get too crazy, because I don't want to come off... <laughs> I don't want to come off... I don't want to come off crazy. But I guess what I'm saying is... is it's like, if, if you're going to be a successful booker in wrestling, have an idea of what wrestling is, and not just your idea of it. And also, don't book your friends... Like, don't book your boys, you know, book workers, book wrestlers, book professionals. You'll know what they look like. You know what they are. They're the ones that are really good and get the big, loud pop. They're not the ones that are hitting you up every, you know, morning saying, hey, buddy, how's it going? What's going on? You know? (laughs) They're the guys in the gym getting it in. They're the ones that are killing it, you know? 
And I feel like my frustration with certain wrestling, and it's one of the big reasons why I wanted to do my own company, was because I felt there was a lot of wasted potential in this area, and a lot of guys were getting overlooked. So yesterday was 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 huge for me because I got to see a lot of people that I that I that I uh, seen start since the beginning. Mm-hmm. I've seen these guys blossom into workers. I wanted to give them an opportunity to show the band. And it's a really good crowd there at Ridgefield Park. It's a beautiful place. And I wanted to give them an opportunity to perform at one of my favorite venues. That That's that's freaking... And thank you very much for answering those questions for me, Mr. Sanchez. Uh, I'm now just going to... I know I kind of... I know I kind of... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I know I kind of like... I know I kind of like... Uh, I don't know what that word is. I kind of ramble on a little bit, but I try to keep everything nice and calm and why I do these interviews. <laughs> <laughs> well, back I promise, you know. Yeah. I used to just scream into the phone all the time back in the day and just go crazy, but now I try to be like a little more eloquent when I'm a little bit smarter <laughs> with what I say, you know? <laughs> well, you know, it's because how you're saying, like you used to scream and now you're more, more calm and all that stuff, it's, it's like what they always say, change is good. <laughs> so, but let me go ahead and pass the microphone over to my sister from another mister, the lollipop queen, Christina. Christina, the microphone is all yours, and Mr. Pinky Sanchez is all yours. Pinky, 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 how are you? I'm doing great. Well, you know, I had the pleasure of meeting you on Friday for the BCW show. Oh, awesome. Oh, okay. You rem- I think you remember me. I was the one with Millie. I was more the quiet one, but I was still there. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, I wanted to talk to you about a little bit about, you know, your violence and suffering show because, unfortunately, I had to leave that day. Uh, but, yeah, I wanted to kind of talk about, like, you know, your reasonings behind kind of starting it and, like, how long of a process it took between, like, you know, the formation of the idea to the fruition of the actual show. Mm-hmm. Well, I've always tried to run something with people, but every time a partner would come around, it would they would they would usually flake. Now, I don't know if usually it was because people heard that I was going to do something, or you know, it was just pretty bad. I don't think it was the right time to start anything. Like I would say, this is like maybe like three years ago to four years ago, and then I just kind of like just worried about myself. So I did was just start training and just doing what I do, wrestling. And um, recently, towards the end of this year, I kind of was like, you know, I'm really kicking ass, but, like, there's just so much trauma going on in this business, like, from everywhere. So it's very cutthroat. So I was like, you know, I think I'm just going to start my own little, I'm going to start my own spot, and I'm going to do this right so that my spot gets, like, a lot of, eyes on it hopefully and it builds a buzz and hopefully I'm just going to try to build this to where it could be some place where it's just it's a this just looked in a positive light you know you don't have to go there and like worry about the same old drama you know like I say a lot of people probably have probably have no business running shows or they don't really have any business running shows the way they are running shows you know so my whole thing was, is like, oh, I've been doing this for 15 years. People started calling me a veteran. I'm like, please don't call me a veteran. Like, 
<laughs> like I'm not that old. <laughs> but it just it's like a joke, you know. I'm so I'm still young, but I've been around for a while, and I just wanted to take this time, you know, and and this opportunities that I was given to give back to everybody, because I could tell that there there really there really needed to be a place around this area that you know was was for the ones that go out and really really try hard, you know. And when you were, you know, starting to put like the, you know, the pieces together for the show, did you have in your mind of who you wanted on the card? Were you just like, yeah, I want to bring in someone like Leo Rush or, you know, someone like Joey Ryan, or was it just kind of just like mm-hmm. saying it's like, oh, he's available, let's get him? Um, I wrestled Leo Rush before. I thought he was amazing, and this was before he even blew up, and. uh Having him on the show yesterday was just such an honor because he's so good and he's so positive. He's such a good dude to have in the locker room. You forget he's in there sometimes, but when he's outside, man, he's out there and he's he's working his matches, you get such good matches out of him. And I knew that anybody that was going to go to my show that may not, maybe if they don't know who he is, they're going to absolutely fall in love with him. They're going to be a Leo Rush fan. So, like, I just wanted to get young talent. And even if it's not young talent, just great talent. Because like, you have the hit squad. They're, no, they're not hit squad of Joey Ryan. Those aren't babies. They're not babies, man. They're, they're grown men. They've been doing this for a long time. They were doing it before I even came around. They were probably doing it before. Yeah, they were doing it before I even came around this game. But they're still doing it today, and they're doing it great, you know. So those are the type of people that we need in our locker rooms because they're going to teach the younger guys how to keep doing the things. You understand what I'm saying, people? I'm giving you all my secrets. <laughs> I'm giving you the, the, the secrets of, uh, of booking, I guess, or just, you know, just <laughs> running something, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like it's a testament because, you know, you can be a really good worker inside of the ring, but if – your attitude and stuff is not like that in the locker room. If you're, you know, a salty person or an entitled person in the locker room, like nobody's going to want to book you. That's just kind of just being like a person. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you want to be a good person inside and outside of the ring because that's what's going to get you work. That's what people are going to like want to call you and and book you on Mm. shows because not only are you a really good worker, but you know, outside you're really respectful and you're honest and you know, you, you take care of the boys because it's all, it's just like a giant family. Like you guys all have to take care of each other. Yeah, back in the day, it really wasn't like that. Like, back in the day, it, it, it kind of was like you didn't really have to be a good person in order to uh, in order to get a million dollars, you know? We could listen to the horror stories about the Flares and the Hulk Hogan's and the Shawn Michaels, you know? We, we all love them. We all respect the hell out of them. But you probably talk around with the guys back in the day that used to rub elbows with them, you know, on the road. They'd probably tell you horror stories about these people, but, you know, Nowadays is uh, you can't even be a bad guy right now. You can't be nothing. You you can't you can't speak your mind. You can't tell the truth really nowadays without being vilified, whether you deserve it or not. I'm not gonna say that because then people are gonna be like, oh, <laughs> people are gonna be like, oh, what is, what is he talking about? Like, you know nah, what you saying was like, yeah, like I'm not saying like anybody like like you should be able to say whatever the hell you want to say without, you know, and say, oh, well, I have free speech and everything. Nah, you have to be 
there's free speech, but then there's consequences to that free speech. So don't get too wild. Yeah, you know, with you saying with, like, the horror stories of, like, you know, the Flares and the Hogan's and the Michaels and stuff, where, you know, it was very, you know, kind of, I guess, to throw that pun out, they're very clicky. You know, they're friends and their group, they looked out for each other and not really so much anybody else. It was kind of almost like a very selfish environment. Whereas now, where I feel like it's definitely a little bit more of like everyone has to work together to put on a great product because, you know, yeah. you know you're know you only as strong as your weakest link. What mm-hmm. do you think has changed between, you know, that old mindset and that new mindset? Well, I think some of the new mindset is that, like, People, people are very tribal now. I mean, wrestling has always been tribal with, like, people wanting to work with each other. Because even beforehand, like, nowadays, it's, like, on the indie level, it's, like, if you don't like somebody, you probably won't get onto the show. But at a higher level, if you don't like somebody, well, you're probably not going to get to work with them in the main event. You're still going to do whatever the hell you're going to do. But, you know, it's just on a different level. So, you know, I just I just try to be like, you know, after a while, you deal with a lot of drama and you just got to make changes. So I just thought, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do this myself because um, I feel like, I, like I said, I hate wasted potential. And then at the same time, it's like, at least with certain places, it's not my it's not my it's not my place to say anything. And um it took me a long time to realize that, you know, as I got older I just learned, you know, sometimes it ain't your, it ain't your place to say it and it really don't matter. So I said, you know what, I'm just gonna go I'm gonna think I'm gonna I had uh, one of my partners, he hit me up like maybe a month and a half earlier before I started Bahamas and Suffering or going through with it and announcing everything. And after just one day I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to go through with this. And it's crazy to think back. And, like, I'm, I could think back on that day and how, how like, just, like, I was just done with it. It was, like, one of those, oh, excuse me, I was just done with it, you know. But um, everything worked out, you know. And, you know, obviously you just had the, the big first show for Violence and Suffering on Saturday in Jersey. You know, now that it's done and it's kind of, you know, you've had a couple of days removed from it, like, are you kind of like oh, reveling in... It was, it was in... Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. Sorry, <laughs> Sunday. I'm, I'm sorry. Just, like, oh, no, no, no. Yesterday. Don't think... Listen, don't think I'm trying to... Wish you, don't think I'm trying to... Don't think I'm trying to correct you and be slick. I hate when people do that to me. I just wanted to make sure. Like, at least just for the audience. <laughs> no, like, please, no not a problem. Like... Yeah, so no one gets confused and goes, oh, wait. No, not a we don't want to want to much minds. They might have been there, and they might have been they might have been at the big event, and then they might have been at violence and suffering. They could have been like, wait, that was a long day. <laughs> oh, it was a long day for me. Trust me. I was like, what you did know, we do that? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, since it's been a couple of days after the show on Sunday, you know, have you had a chance to kind of like sit down and reflect everything that like you've gone through? to actually, like, put on the show and actually see it come to fruition? Or are you just, like, <clears throat> what's next on the next thing you're planning ahead? You know what I did? I pretty much... Like, I, I want to watch footage of the show, but I don't want to watch footage of the show. 
because I don't want to, I want to remember this show as, as, you know, as I watched it. I, I don't think I've watched as much wrestling in like the past year as I have yesterday. I sat down through, through a whole show yesterday and just watched everything. And I was just really, I was just really happy with everything. So I think I kind of knew what was kind of, like, I knew the matches and everything, obviously. You know, I helped put them together. And, but I gave so much, I gave so much, like, freedom to my guys to just do what they want to do because I know they know best. I can't tell someone how to go in there and wrestle because I humble myself. I'm actually a very humble person. Who the hell am I to tell the hit squad how to wrestle? I can say hit squad. I like when you guys do this and this, and if you guys would like to do that today, that would be dope. But they know that already. But they have a, they have like they have other tricks in the book that they could bust out, you know? So it's why why limit anybody, you know? I don't wanna be that guy. Fans don't want to see wrestlers limited by the booker. Especially a booker that doesn't know what he's doing. That's only been around for like uh, uh, you know, like a, a few years. Like I think someone needs to really, really have a lot of experience in order to say, Yeah, let me go run this. It just takes. It's a different machine when you run a show. You have to have a big. You have to broaden your your mind. You know. You have to broaden, like with anything. You know. It's like an artist. You have to. You have to work on your craft. You know. A lot of. It's a lot goes into it. Agreed. You know, a, a lot goes into just putting in a show with like workers and promoting and and marketing and and putting mm-hmm. it out there. And but you know, with all the work that you just did for violence and suffering, what what's next? What's the next show? Do you have you have ideas brewing and and you know we're going into it right now? I mean that's funny you mentioned because you know I didn't really have time to decompress. You know I didn't really have time to decompress from the show. I woke up today I was just like I was still in shock. I was like oh my god like yesterday was crazy. And I just thought about everything and I read all the messages people were sending me and it was really nice. Always hitting people back and just thanking them. And I was talking with my other partners about everything and what what we, we could fix up and this and that. Nothing crazy. And then, you know, I was supposed to take today off. I was told I was like, just take today off and we'll get back to it later on this week. Thank you did great, man. Thank you so much. You know, and it was cool. That's how like the night ended, but. It, Within an hour of me waking up in the morning, uh, I was kind of like putting another car together. I was looking up, like, who would be good to bring in, what matches worked, what I liked to see, you know? And just, just like, you know, I mean, well, not just what I'd like to see, but just, like, what, what I think the fans would like to see. Because I gave, I feel like yesterday was kind of a, like, yesterday was like a humongous ad. Could look at it like an ad. We were advertising what we can do. And I think, like, once we get everything out, the footage and everything, the fans will see, like, yo, this really is a good place. Let's go check it out. And, you know, we just want to build and grow. And, you know, coming personally for me, I apologize for being on the plane during your show, but I will definitely take it out the next time. Because I know, Mm -hmm. obviously, there will be many, many more violence and suffering shows to come. I am so incredibly happy for you guys and, you know, you and your guys. You've done such a great show. Yeah, and we're looking to do it in May. 
actually, because I remember you did. See, I ramble a lot when I do these phone interviews. I'm the worst <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> 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 so, no, but but you did ask. You were like you were like when are we thinking about doing a show? We're actually thinking about maybe doing a show. Uh, May sixth weekend. May fifth, maybe. May sixth. Maybe May seventh, another Sunday, another Sunday afternoon show on May seventh. How's that sounding for people? You know, I don't know, but you know that stuff that we're all gonna discuss. You know, we have a great, yeah. I have a great relationship. I have a great, great relationship with partners over at Pounds and Suffering, and those dudes are very, very. They love wrestling. They enjoy wrestling. Um, they're. They really are. They're like they're two brilliant people. They really have a lot of great ideas when it comes to managing and merchandising and just marketing. And it's, it's I've been I've been really lucky to, to have those two helping out with this. And you know whether you have the the next event on May fifth, sixth, or seventh, whichever you may choose. Obviously, we'll discuss that later. I would love to be able to make it out and, and see it for myself because I know there's mm-hmm. going to be really big things in the future for you guys. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll hand it back to George if he has any last questions. And I thank you so much for your time. And it was an absolute pleasure to meet you at the BCW event on Friday. It was a pleasure to meet you, too. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy enjoy, enjoy uh, the rest of your week. <laughs> you, too, Pinky. Thank yeah, you so much. Ra- yeah, good luck with the radio show and everything. And... Uh, and Christina, stop hogging up uh, Pinky, okay? I know you like meeting him, but come on, give me a chance to meet him too. <laughs> no, it, but it, it looks like uh, May is going to be a very busy month for Russell City Radio, uh, if I if I could say that, because uh, all I gotta say is uh, I think we're being invited to the Mid Atlantic. I think to the Mid Atlantic Wrestling Expo in Richmond. Oh, so yeah, yeah there's there's a, a lot idea. of a lot of things happening in May for Russell City Radio. But mm. I what's up. Yep, but I have a one of our partners here from Legion's Media that wants to ask you a question here, Pinky. So let me go ahead and open up the line to her real quick. Uh, Millie, are you there? I am here. Hello, Pinky. Hi, Christina. I hope you're not as jet lagged as I am because I've been up since like been working hard. Very I'm alright. I'll go home. Um, just <laughs> to in your voice, Pinky. I, you know, I we spoke a little bit earlier today. Um, I did get a little whiff. Um, on Instagram, um, I did see that one of your fans had a spot in the show. What was that about? If you don't mind me asking. <laughs> Somebody, so I don't know. Um, I, I, I was watching. <laughs> I was watching. I was watching Sebastian Cage and and, and Steve Pena fighting, and uh, next thing I I know I I turn around and then next thing I know I hear like a loud like a loud like smack and and I see somebody on the ground and I'm like oh snap ain't that that uh ain't that like one of them fans wasn't he just sitting down in the audience watching the show like what's going on here? <laughs> oh, and I thought to myself, damn, about to get but uh, the fan was a good support. He said he wasn't gonna press charges on nobody, and he, he, you know, he um, he took care of him. Yeah, I I, I had to ask you. We bought him a we bought him a cool light. 
<laughs> no, but, um, you know, like I spoke to you earlier today, I'm very, very proud of you um, watching you back, meeting you officially back in October and then speaking with you on Friday. Definitely, you know, I I couldn't be more proud of, I, I would call you my brother because, again, I've been training and, you know, stuff like that. And I do take your advice and I do look up to you. One of the guys I look up to in the industry is coming out of New York City. You know, so I'm very, very proud of you, and I can't wait to work with you more, you know. And uh, just listening to you talk, it's just it's just awesome. And, uh, you know, I, I just got a big spot from year to year, and I'm, I can't say how proud enough I am of you. Thank you. You know, uh, this, 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 whole, this whole weekend has just been amazing. It has been an amazing weekend. And um, it, it was great that I had people come out and support, because that, that, that was pretty much... Um, you know, I just I had this idea in my head for for you know well me and my partners we had this idea in our head for a show and we just wanted to make sure everybody we wanted as many people as possible to understand that like we didn't do this see that's another thing I feel like a lot of people do these shows and they do the wrestling shows and they just do things just because it's it's just such selfish reasons it's not for the business it's for yeah. themselves you know to make themselves feel this remember Nacho Libre. Remember, he was like, I want a taste of the glory and see what it tastes like. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, not, that's, not, that's not noble, luchador, you know. That's not what that's not, that should be in a, in, a, in, a, in a luchador's heart. That's not noble. That's you know, innoble, I guess. That's the word. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, <laughs> I completely understand. You know, but, I just wanted to just put know. together the best people out there, you know, and just like... Do something beautiful for everybody, you know. Yeah. I just what you want what you did. I, I like I mm-hmm. said, I saw the videos, I saw clips, I seen the pictures, you know, because we run we run in the same circle of people, and you know, back home, and I just couldn't be anymore again. I, I just it's just one of those uh, little sister moments. It's like I'm so proud of my little big brother. It's like, you guys are so, all of you guys, every single and we and I named them all to you, so I'm not going to name them on the air, you know, because people don't need to know what, what business that we talk about, um, you know, but you guys have all just made me so proud, and I can't, I, you know, and I'm honored to be under every single one of you guys, and taking advice mm-hmm. from every single one of you guys, learning what to do, yeah. and, and, you know, I kind of wish you were there on uh, Thursdays with us, so, you know, Christina could have got a little bit more. Of your mind as to the worker side, um, and not yeah. just Pinky Sanchez. <laughs> That'd have been awesome to have. No, but I'm like... definitely listening to you say you're coming back in May. Well, um, I already spoke to you. I'm trying to go back in May. Um, I'm waiting for a facility to open up down here. I'm actually looking at um, traveling once a month now back home to train probably That's two tough. days out of the week. Because yeah. you know, it just it just makes me miss the ring so much, and, and and I'm you know being able to learn what I've learned so far. It's just it just it's just that that as you know, being in the industry for so long, it's just that 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 baby that keeps growing and growing and growing and growing and growing and growing, and growing and mm-hmm. until it's like a full adult, you know. Yeah. So you just gotta be passionate about it. You gotta be passionate <laughs> about what you do in life in general. And I felt like I I I knew that if I if I want to show in a way that was, you know, like, if I want to find a positive way, all the energy that moves the world and all that craziness, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to, you know, dumb it down for, like, the people that don't really get the hippie, like, that don't know about all that hippie stuff. <laughs> yeah. About that positive energy, you know, that, like, 
you if you yeah. if you keep it positive, positivity hits you back. Exactly. You know, it it really did, man. I feel like I got it. so I got I, like I said, the day I wanted to do this, the day I, I put my foot down, I said, We're doing this I wasn't maybe maybe I maybe I started doing it for like maybe a very selfish reason, but the reason you know, just to myself, it might have been a selfish reason just to do something. But then as it progressed, I was not, man. This is not, this is not just about me or anything. It is about everybody. This is like, yeah. I completely understand. I'm gonna go real quick because I am running to Dunkin' Donuts to get me some coffee. I'm still super sleepy. Um, but we're um, we'll talking to you very I, soon. I can use, I can use um, Dunkin' Donuts right now. <laughs> I will be talking to you very soon so we can work something out as we you know, as we talked about earlier today. Um yeah, yeah. you know, again I love you. You're awesome. I'm proud of you, bro. I couldn't be any more proud of you. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank welcome. you very much, Millie, for, for calling in. And uh, our, our partners over at Legion's Media. So, Pinky, I think we're about done. Uh, we're running short on time here, so let's do our plugs here real quick. We'll talk business off air, you know, you and I. Uh, but basically, how can, you know, promoters get in contact with you in case they wanted to book you for their organization? How can fans follow your product on social media, Violence and Suffering? And, you know, you mentioned your next show possibly could be in May, but where can the fans catch you next live, like Pinky? Sanchez. Mm. Oh, right now, I, right now, I can't even think off the top of my head where I'm going to be next live. <laughs> and I can't tell you, not because I don't know, it's just because I don't. I've been so wound up with uh, with violence and suffering that I don't think I wrote down anything in my 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 notebook <laughs> from after <laughs> my bit, You know, like I just was just like. So about this, everything else in my notebook is just violence and suffering notes. Um, I will. Okay, well, I do know one thing. Uh, I believe March fifteenth for JCPW, which is in New Jersey. Um, you know, I, I I will be I will be in the house March fifteenth, May fifteenth. Um, I don't. I I like I said. Uh, I, I'd rather just give up Twitter and my IG. My Instagram is uh, El Gran Sanchez. That's E L G A R A N S A N C H E V. On Instagram, uh, on Twitter, it is Pinky Sanchez. That's P I N K I E S A N C H E V. Also, Pinky Sanchez uh, on Facebook. Um, you could follow VXW Wrestling at VXW. Wrestling.com or at VXW Wrestling on Twitter. And Instagram itself is also VXW Wrestling. We also have a Twitter page. Please like it. Best bet, if anything, just Google us. We'll pop up. We're gonna be we're gonna be, we're gonna be throwing down a YouTube page very soon. Uh, once we get all our footage together. Um, you know it's gonna have that. That you know, you know, we're, you know everything we're gonna put out is gonna be with love. So you know, wrestling fans, you know, just stick with us. And as we grow, we hope you grow. We hope you root for us because we're not. We're here for you guys. At the end of the day, it's a. It really, it truly is a team effort. You know? There is well, no iron team. <laughs> I'm done. Oh, I had to say that. I knew I had to say that. It's all I am team. I'm 
being so sarcastic. I'm sorry. You guys are learning all the time, and I'm over here rambling again. I'm the worst guest ever. All right, no, no, you are not. First and foremost, I'm not. Okay, you know what? I'm going to cut you there. No, you're not. But Pinky, I, I, and I'll talk to you about that later off the air. I don't want no one putting me on record for anything. Uh, basically, I'll talk to you later about that, though, Pinky. I promise. But uh, basically. We'll talk about this reemergence of the NWA later. We're bringing back the territory. <laughs> we'll do. Back, we're, we're bringing back Starcade, everybody. It's out the bag. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing, actually. I love Starcade. Anyway, well, thank you very much, Pinky. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, uh, Lollipop. Thank you. Uh, who else? Uh, your name is George? Yes, sir. Is his name George? George? Yes, sir. All right. Listen, thank you guys for calling in. I'll be talking to everybody. You know, you guys got my info. You know, be free. feel free to hit me up anytime. Will do. Thank, thank you so very much, thank you. Yeah. Best of luck with everything you're doing and 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 have a great have a great day. Have a great night. You too, Pinky. <laughs> Look forward to talking to you. All right, man. Thank you, man. You too, Pete. All right, that was Pinky said talking about a real talk interview. <laughs> Holy cow! That was not like uh, a inspire well, somewhat inspirational. It was a, it's not one of those inspirational interviews we usually hear on this show, Christina. It's one of those. Oh my God! I'm throwing this from my hip. You're gonna either like it or you don't. Oh, this kind of reminds me of the old school reality check days. I mean, yeah, I I thought it was a pretty much like a real interview because literally this has been the only interview I've done for this show where I've met the guest beforehand. Uh, oh, so I've done, you know. So you me- go ahead. Yeah, you did mention that. Yeah, I met him at BCW first anniversary show. You know, uh, usually like you know I'll do the the interviews for the show and then you know if I'm at an event or something and. You know, I was at big event on Saturday, and, you know, I saw T.J. Marconi and, like, had to walk up to him and, you know, tell him, hey, and thanks for the interview and, you know, how he's doing. And, you know, we'll, we'll go to the boot party, WrestleMania weekend, and <laughs> so on and so forth. So, you know, it's nice to be able to, you know, kind of have that little bit of a switch where you kind of meet the guests beforehand and, and kind of hang out with them a little bit at shows. It was it was a different experience, but it was definitely great. And I had a lot of fun with Pinky. He's such a, such a nice guy, down-to-earth guy, and... It was definitely a pleasure. Well, talking about big event now, though, you know, because the reason why we stopped talking about New York was because we had to jump into our next guest. He was waiting on hold. I didn't want to keep him on hold too much. But to finish up our story about New York, now that you bring up the big event, you know, there was one situation at the big event that was very, very, (laughs) very humbling for you. And yeah. it, 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 it was very honorable, I think is the the way to term, with a certain WWE Hall of Famer. <laughs> so, yeah, Christina? A certain, uh, certain WWE Hall of Famer was uh, giving me the eyeballs, so to speak. <laughs> you know, I was with, uh, you know with BCW's own Peter Rosado at the at the big event, and we were kind of just walking around the room and, and kind of talking with different people, and we were talking to uh, Melina, who happens to share a table next to next to this one, and as we were talking, I would look over, and, you know, I would get flirty eyeballs, and 
And who is it? By? Of course, none other than Mean Gene Okerlund, who is, you know, kind of <laughs> giving me the, looking me up and down and, and giving me the signals there. So, you know, I had to go up to him and, you know, he wanted a, you know, he wanted a picture with me. You know, he hmm. he was definitely very flirtatious. You know, me and him set up a date for WrestleMania weekend. And if he's listening, I will be there. Uh, I like sushi. <laughs> so, you know, take that to account if you're listening, Mean Gene. But, yeah, he was definitely very flirty. And, you know, I had to give him a kiss on the cheek, which I didn't think he was going to survive that. <laughs> but it was it was great. It was really weird. <laughs> but it was really fantastic. I, it was something I was never really expecting, you know, to see somebody that, you know, you grew up watching on TV and, you know, doing interviews and stuff and somebody that you look up to in, the, in like, you know, the interview way, journalistic speaking, and, you know, he's the one, that, like, trying to flirt with you and wanting a picture with you. It was definitely a, an odd experience, but an experience I will definitely never forget. That's for sure. Christina, let me ask you something. This is from brother to sister to, co- to from host to host to friend to friend. If you did kiss him, because you just mentioned, oh, you didn't know if he was going to survive that. You kissed him on the cheek. What if you, what if he collapsed at that moment? Would you be able to live with yourself? <laughs> nope, I would have ran away and blamed it on Peter. <laughs> oh my God, Peter Rosado. I'm sorry to say, but if that did happen, Mean Gene Okerlund's death would have been on you. <laughs> uh-huh. So, <laughs> so, wow. So basically, you know, with all that being summed up, you know, all jokes aside, you know, you also had you had those great moments, those honorable moments where you got to, you know, be asked out on a date with Mean Gene Okerlund. You got to meet your idol in Lita. But then again, you got to be professional and do what you do best, and that is get some exclusive interviews with some of the best people in this business. And one of them of course, was one of your favorite tag teams coming out from Japan, uh, also very known here in the in the United States as the Young Bucks, uh, that they were set to defend their championships at Ring of Honor's Manhattan Mayhem against, I believe it was Adam White and Leo Rush. So, and they successfully defended it. But of course, Christina, are you ready? We're about to go to our first exclusive interview that you made over there in New York with the Young Bucks. Enjoy. Guys, it is Christina Harrow here with Russell City Radio and correspondent for the Miami Herald, and I am here at Manhattan Mayhem for Ring of Honor, and I'm here with Matt and Nick, the Young Bucks, and I saw you guys earlier today at the big event in yep. Queens. Yep. How are you guys right feeling? We're tired. tired. We, we did a red eye uh, last night at LAX. Literally walked off the plane, did that. Haven't slept. Haven't slept. Now we're back here. We're at uh, appearance number two, and we still have to wrestle later. And he left out the fact that we just arrived from Japan yeah. four days ago yeah. from a week-long tour. So. <laughs> Needless to say, we're jet-lagged out of our effing minds. So if you could ballpark, how many hours of sleep are you guys on right now? Oh, my Lord, zero. at mercy. Yeah, uh, zero, right now, zero, I yeah. I got two hours on the, the Airpl- plane. Airplane which, sleep doesn't even count, yeah. though. It like, cancels itself out. Yeah. So right now you guys are just pretty much full of just energy drinks, Monsters, Red Bulls. Yeah, I'm over-caffeinated. I'm really dehydrated, actually. I probably should be drinking water. I'm on number two, and I'm not a caffeine guy, so... Yeah, it's going to be a long night, unfortunately. But like I said earlier, we are at the Hammerstein Ballroom, which is a historic building when it comes in terms of professional wrestling. You know, ECW has held many events here at the Hammerstein Ballroom, and of course, WWE had Raw right across the hallway at the Grand Ballroom. What does it mean to you guys to be in this building? Building rules. It's awesome. Uh, It's one of the hottest buildings 
to perform in. Like, it's, it's a goal for a wrestler to, to perform here. Remember, Will Ospreay made his debut here, like, last time, I think, and he's really psyched. He's blown away. He's blown away by it. So it's a, it's a fun building. It's definitely in my top, probably top three. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Top three, at least. Uh, I, I, I don't know, actually. I, I might put that up there on uh, number two or one. Yeah. Right with Cork and Hall and Reseda for Those PWG. Are Those are my top three, I think. But it, it, like Matt said, he pretty much covered it all. It's a historic place, and we love it. Now, I expect no less from you guys tonight, but can we expect a super special super kick party tonight? Oh, that's the only thing I know how to do, so yes, of course. We're going to have we're gonna throw a huge uh, huge party for all these people here. It's supposed to be sold out tonight. It's going to be electric, so it'll be fun. Yep. All right, guys, I'm not going to take up too much of your time. We have fans lining all the way around the room to meet and greet you guys, so I can't wait for your match tonight. Thank you guys for your time. No Thank you. Thank you. And, of course, <laughs> you know, this was all before the big surprise <laughs> uh, that not only shocked the Young Bucks, but shocked you, Christina. <laughs> and you know who oh, I'm talking about, right? Completely. It shocked <laughs> and awed me and left my jaw on the floor, and my throat is still sore from screaming. But I wouldn't <laughs> have it any other way. And guess who has the exclusive after win interview with that, none other than, of course, the Lollipop Queen and Russell City Radio. Let's go to hear what the Broken Hardys had to say. All right, guys, it is Christina here, your current Miami Herald correspondent and co-host of Russell City Radio. I am here in Manhattan for Ring of Honors Manhattan Mayhem here at the Hammerstein Ballroom. You know, I did some interviews beforehand and was definitely guaranteed some surprises and I am joined by the two biggest surprises of the night, the Broken Hardys, Matt Hardy and Brother Nero. How are you guys doing tonight? Uh, good. I was real good before the match. But, you know, I know what it's like to go to an average super kick party outside of Ring of Honor. Tonight I found out what it's, I found out what it's like to go to a Ring of Honor super kick party, and that's what it's like. Uh, almost getting your teeth knocked out. But, hey, we prevailed and came out on top. Yes, it was an excellent, excellent evening. You know, Vanguard One brought us to the exact right location on this eve. And yes, we told the Bucks of Youth that their deletion was approaching, and it happened to be today. Now, you know, what what made you uh, guys come in a little early? You guys were supposed to have your first meeting at Supercard of Honor in uh, Lakeland, Florida. So what made you guys come a little early? I was mandated by the Seven Deities. They tell us where to go. They they send us upon a direction, a course, and our Odyssey brought us to the Honorable Ring. And tonight, on this evening, it has been written. It has been etched in stone. We had to procure the Honorable Ring, the ROH Tag Team titles from the Bucks of Youth. And that you guys did. It was a total surprise. You know, you guys had left TNA, and there were some speculations whether you guys were going to go to the, the McMahons. McMahon! But no, you guys definitely came to uh, Ring of Honor. And, you know, speaking of Supercard, where you guys were supposed to have your first meeting, what can we expect now at uh, the match at Supercard? Uh, I think now the match at uh, the Supercard of Honor it will be uh, the Young Bucks trying to challenge us and win back the the uh, ROH Tag Team titles, which is something that will not happen because after tonight we have rendered the Bucks of Youth obsolete. Obsolete. Uh, bottom line is anytime we get in the ring with those guys, it's going to be magic for real. And he knows all about that, right? Yes, indeed. Now this is going to be the beginning, obviously, of your Ring of Honor career. After Supercard of Honor, what is next for the Hardys? Oh, who knows? The seven deities, they will lead us where we must go. Uh, reach for the sky and shoot for the, you know, break boundaries. Uh, that's what we're all about. All right, guys. It's been a complete honor to be a part of this show today. I thank you guys so much for your interview time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. 
and that, that not said there, <laughs> the Broken Hardys winning the ROH Tag Team Championships by surprise before their original, you know, booking, which was supposed to be the Super Card of Honor here in Orlando, Florida, making a big surprise at Manhattan Mayhem live in front of Christina. Christina, <laughs> it. it one thing is, you know, seeing them surprise you. Another thing is, you know, standing next to them, interviewing them. Did you get to meet Vanguard One? Uh, no, I don't think I did. I didn't get to meet Vanguard One. Uh, you know, they they weren't with their normal Broken Hardy family. You know, King Maxwell was there, Queen Rebecca was there, Senior Benjamin was not there either. It was just the Broken Hardys and all of their tag team glory and. You know, it was definitely a fun experience. You know, everyone back at home, including you, George, were not too happy with Millie and I that we were able to, to witness this, you know, firsthand. You know, they were kind of hoping that the, the first encounter between the Bucks and the Hardys were going to be at Supercard during WrestleMania weekend, which, you know, I had already bought my tickets for everyone down here, down south in Miami, Fort Lauderdale. They had their tickets for, and that was the match they were definitely looking, uh, definitely looking uh the most forward to and you know for me and Millie to kind of you know have that little bit of a teaser beforehand and you know witness what we did you know a lot of people at home are not that happy with us but you know the only thing I can say is I what am I supposed to say I had a great time <laughs> listen I was happy for you I was happy for both of you extremely happy I was just jealous. <laughs> I was extremely jealous. And I so but one person that I know that you sat down with was not too happy with you and was not happy with the city he was in. And that person I'm talking about is the last man in the professional wrestling and probably the only real man in professional wrestling. I'm talking about Silas Young. Let's go ahead and hear that one. Guys, it is your co-host for Wrestle City Radio and correspondent for the Miami Herald here. Uh, I am here with Mr. Silas Young at Manhattan Mayhem for Ring of Honor's big event tonight. Uh, how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good, but I think I'd feel a lot better if you referred to me by my proper name. I am the last real man in professional wrestling, and when you're talking to me, I'd appreciate it if you addressed me as such. All right, I will know that for next time. You're not a huge fan of New York now, are you? No, I'm not a big fan of New York. It's a bunch of crappy people stuffed into a small space, and it's a bunch of crappy people with a bunch of crappy attitudes and crappy opinions. So, no, I'm not a big fan of New York. Now, speaking of the crappy opinions, you know, it is uh, usually a tradition for Ring of Honor fans to throw streamers in the ring to show respect, but there is a campaign going on on social media to throw toilet paper at you when you're in the ring tonight. How do you feel about that? You know, it's typical. It's typical of 2017. It's typical of society nowadays. Nothing but disrespect. They look at a man like myself who's self-made, who's built on nothing but hard work and dedication and those people they just don't get it so what do they do they have to retaliate they have to think they're better than me so they try and get me to stoop to their level they're gonna they're gonna throw toilet paper at me to me toilet paper streamers it's all the same it doesn't matter it's just a bunch of crap a bunch of people trying to throw their own feelings onto me and that's all it is is a bunch of crap they ought to keep it and wipe up their own personalities and their own feelings with it now, speaking of you, you know, being made of hard work, you just got back from Japan facing Jushin Thunder Liger. What are your thoughts on being in Japan and facing him like you did last year at Final Battle? 
Well, being in Japan, it's a, it's a goal that every guy in this business has, so it was absolutely awesome. But I got to be honest with you, I was a little bit surprised that there wasn't a little bit more respect for me when I was there. You know, besides that, it was a pretty good time, but, you know, Jushin Liger found out once, just like he'll find out every time, that there's a reason they call me the last real man while he's just a guy playing dress-up. All right, from the last real man being here tonight at Manhattan Mayhem, can we expect some mayhem from you? There ain't nothing but mayhem. There ain't nothing but a party. There ain't going to be nothing but a bunch of men being men tonight. So, yeah, I guess by today's standards, that will be a little mayhem. All right, you guys heard it from the man himself. Thank you, guys. It, boy, was that an angry guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Silas Young, of course, uh, the last real man in professional wrestling, was not too happy, uh, unlike you. Uh, so here's, you know, here's a happy young lady achieving her dreams, meeting the leaders, meeting the broken hearties, meeting all this, and then all of a sudden you bump into a, 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 a person like that. Oh, it was definitely the most terrified I've ever been doing an interview. I thought he was literally <laughs> going to, like, slam me up against the wall and, like, choke me and being, like, I, I was terrified. Well, uh, what, let me just say for the record, I, I don't think I could blame you if I was in that same position. But one thing I will tell you, you were able to regain your fun back when you were able to sit down and speak to an international star. And that person I'm talking about is the aerial assassin, Will Osprey, in a very exclusive internet radio podcast interview that you were able to get. Let's go ahead and hear what Will Osprey had to say. All right, guys, it is Christina Harrow here with Russell City Radio and correspondent for the Miami Herald. I am here at Ring of Honor's Manhattan Mayhem, and I am joined by none other than the aerial assassin, Will Osprey. How are you today? Wonderful. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, you know, like I said, we are in the Hammerstein Ballroom tonight, and there's a lot of history with Ring of Honor in this building. How does it feel for you to be in this building with Ring of Honor? Uh, well, I was here with uh, Ring of Honor Final Battle in December. December, indeed. Uh, yeah, so it was a real fun venue for me because I watched it when it was ECW One Night Stand. As a little fan, I started marking out myself personally. So it's just a real feel-good moment to come back to New York, and I got to bring the missus back here. So it's just such a beautiful city, and a beautiful venue, surrounded by beautiful people. So thank you very much for having me. Of course. Uh, you know, obviously you are no stranger to, you know, blowing up on social media <laughs> with a lot of things. For the you, wrong reasons. For the wrong reasons. To me, it's all the right reasons. You know, like you just had your match with Ricochet at WCPW with the top rope breaking, incidentally. How does that feel to have that happen? Well, I'd, have, I'd get the crap out of me, if I'm honest. Like, it just happened. And the thing that annoyed me is that the, he got it right. I fell on my ass. Like, he, he was fine. So this is another thing for him to gloat about. So... I hate him so much. And now you're here with Ring of Honor. Uh, you know, what is next uh, with the partnership between you and Ring of Honor? Where do you see yourself going in this partnership? There's uh, quite a lot of things I want to do because obviously, yeah, New Japan has got uh, such a good relationship with Ring of Honor. And I believe there's some good relationships going on between them and a certain British promotion. I'll get, let you guys guess. But uh, I'm just so excited to be a part of the roster. Like, I'm so humbled just to just to be in New York as well and just to live out somewhat of my dream like I always keep saying I'm just a fan that made it behind the curtain 
so I'm just really humbled to be here. It's just a true blessing. And, you know, kind of speaking on relationships, if I may, you know, like you said, you're here with the missus. Yep. Uh, I had the pleasure of interviewing her uh, for the radio show for Reality Check Radio, which you did a little bit of a guest spot here. Oh, I just ran in and was just like, rah, yeah. just ruined a day. It was like a, you know, a quick little two-minute little segment there, but it was an absolute honor and totally unexpected, and now I'm be able to, you know, put a face to the voice. Oh, no, it's just because uh, she, uh, me and her just moved in together. We're just saving up for our, our own little place now because uh, money's good and just I want to give her the best life physically possible. I heard that she was doing an interview. I was like, I'm going to ruin her day. <laughs> I've got so much grief after her that. So <laughs> uh, she's wonderful. She's actually upstairs now watching. She's third row on the floor. So if you see her, just give her a wave. Of course. I would love to go upstairs and say hi to her and thank you for her time. You might actually need to buy her a drink because over here it's 21 to be like, she's 21 in like two weeks. So she can't buy any alcohol. She's so gutted about it. I tried to give her my one, but she's like, how, how am I going to get anywhere with this, life, this driver license? I'll try a uh, slider one. Do you, uh, does she have a favorite? Just anything with cider. Any cider, anything alcohol. Anything alcoholic. She's just such an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to kill me if this gets out. I'll be sure to try my best. Of course, Mr. Osprey, thank you so much for oh, your time. Wonderful, thank you. I'm going to go back now and sign for these lovely people. Yes, thank you very much, and good luck tonight. No, thank you very much. You? We get a quick... <laughs> ah, good old Will. <laughs> it, it, not only is he the aerial assassin, but he knows how to have fun, it looks like. <laughs> uh, Christina, did you ever get to get that drink for uh, Miss Prisley? Uh, no, incidentally, I didn't. Um, you know, I when I was walking to the ring to, like, find a seat, I did see her, but then was quickly, like, pulled away, pulled away to do uh, some more interviews and work and stuff. So, unfortunately, I wasn't able to find her again because I was, you know, either, you know, front row trying to watch and enjoy the show or I was running around and, and trying to get more interviews done. But the interview well. with Will was definitely one of the one of the favorite ones I've done, actually. You know, even though I've gotten to, you know, interview the Bucks and the Hardys and stuff, but, you know, the one line that really stuck out to me that I didn't originally hear that, you know, Mr. Peter Rosato had to kind of point out for me was, you know, when we're talking about being in the business, he just says, I'm a fan who made it behind the curtain. And and yep. that really rings true to everything that we try to put out with Russell City is that, you know, we're all deep down, we're all just fans of this business. You know, whether mm-hmm. you're you know, a fan sitting in your seats or you're a journalist, you know, on the sidelines or, you know, you're a worker behind the scenes, like, you were originally a fan and this is why you work in this business. And and that line from Will Ospreay himself was definitely just a very humbling, uh, inspirational quote from him and something I definitely will take to heart. And, Christina, tell me if you agree with me on this or not, but basically I feel like our motto now, it's, it's wrestling, wrestling radio by the fans – for the fans. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what the entire wrestling business is. You know, it's a, yep. a two-way street between workers and fans, you know. They put on a show that we really want to see, and we're very vocal about what we want to see and vocal about promoting the shows that we feel like deserve to have a name and deserve to have that spotlight. And, you know, you can't really have one without the other. Yep, and also our reality check 
Radio Hall of Famer, or should I call it now the Russell City Radio Hall of Famer. Uh, Lorraine actually agrees with that motto. Uh, don't get me wrong, guys. We still strive to bring back respect to professional wrestling here. That is always our number one goal. But the word respect goes to this one last final interview that you were able to get over there at ROH Manhattan Mayhem and I leave the best for last and of course that being said I'm talking about the American nightmare Cody Rhodes let's see what Cody had to say to our lollipop queen Hey guys, it is Christina Harrell here with Russell City Radio, along with the correspondent for the Miami Herald, and I am here at Ring of Honor's Manhattan Mayhem, and I'm here with the American Nightmare himself, Cody Rhodes. How are you doing today? I am uh, tired. This is the second time we've actually run into one another. Uh, this is the second event of the day. It's not even the match yet. However, uh, these are the type of events, especially Hammerstein Ballroom, that you can't be tired for. Like, this is a tangible buzz, and uh, these are the best fans in the world, so it, uh, it makes it all worthwhile, for sure. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm running on about three hours of sleep. And then, you know, obviously, like you said, we met earlier at the yeah. big event yeah. down in Queens. Yeah. And now we are here at the Hammerstein Ballroom, of course, historic building for wrestling itself. What does it mean to you to be in this building? Um, it's kind of one of those seize-the-moment things. The very first chance I had uh, in Hammerstein was my debut with Ring of Honor and Final Battle. And uh, we've made a moment of it. And uh, that's the hardest thing in wrestling is how do you top the last time? Uh, but I think tonight we'll do so. This is a very, very big show. Fans who are here tonight are in for a couple surprises and some significant stuff happening at Ring of Honor. Now, last time you were here, you did attack Jay Lethal. Yeah, I kicked him in the balls. What is next? Um, I mean, I don't know if you can print it, but I'm aiming to kick him in the balls again. Uh, that, that's the run. That's my running my running story here um, at Ring of Honor, so I'd like to continue it all the way, hopefully, to April 1st, Supercard of Honor in Lakeland, and uh, to keep uh, to keep the nightmare rolling. And speaking of the nightmare, in contrast to the American Dream, your father, I had the pleasure of hosting a Dusty Rhodes tribute show on my radio show with a bunch of his friends, and we got to talk a bunch, a bunch of stories of good old Dusty and relieve those memories. And it was an absolute honor. So to be able to, you know, sit and talk with you and kind of, you know, be able to have that connection between, you know, doing the tribute show into now. Yeah. I absolutely thank you for your time because I know you're a busy man. Thank you I for do doing appreciate it. it. And of course, I will see you at Supercard of Honor. I will be there at Supercard. Yeah, and... going to be dressed up like a cowboy. Oh. I'll give you a little spoiler. The bull rope match is going to be traditional bull rope, jeans, uh, boots. The whole traditional bull rope look. So you're going to see Jay Lethal as a cowboy one night. So there you go. I honestly cannot wait to talk to him about that. Yeah. He's going to be pissed that I told you. But cowboys, man. So, Cody, you don't want to take too much of your time. You have a big match coming up tonight. Big night. So I thank you so much for your time. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. (laughs) Talking about exclusive... uh, I couldn't even talk. Talking about exclusive... Now we just found out what kind of match Cody will be in in Supercard of Honor, and I'm pretty sure that sold you even double more. Even though you already have your ticket, you know, Christina, I'm pretty sure that sold you even more, finding out what you're going into now at Supercard of Honor. I mean, I would 
purchased my ticket alone based on the thought of Jay Lethal wearing a cowboy outfit. <laughs> well, r- wait, really? R- wait, time yeah. out. Really? Why not? Why not? <laughs> so, so what did you think of Jay Lethal when he was doing Black Machismo? You know, it was fantastic, but you know him as as a cowboy. That's that's money right there. Huh, interesting. Well, mind you, everyone now is messaging me saying awesome interviews. Christina Lorraine is one of them. Raymond's another. You know, people are saying congratulations, Christina, for for such amazing interviews. Thank you for. And I'm gonna now say on the air. You know, I've never had uh, an issue being very upfront with you. You know, whether it be good or bad, I'm gonna tell you straightforward as it is. Uh, Christina, thank you so very much for doing everything you do for Re- Russell City Radio. Thank you for representing us over there in New York. You know, you did this. Here's here's something that everyone should take pride to congratulate this young lady on, okay? She did not get invited to any of this. She did this all on her own, okay? She went out of her way and bought her own tickets, bought her own this, bought her own that, and made her way through all of this to make sure that she represented not just herself for the Miami Herald, but for us at Russell City Radio. And I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for that dedication. I mean, you know, you're, you guys are very welcome, but, you know, to be perfectly honest, I, would, I wouldn't be able to do it if it wasn't the support and, and the pushing uh, that Miss Millie Cruz with Legions Media and Peter Rosado with BCW gave me that weekend. You know, like I've, I've told you guys many times that, you know, I'm – a little bit of a very shy, patient person. It's very hard for me to kind of, like, push my way into situations. But, uh, you know, because that's just who I am, and I know, you know, from a perspective of a worker and stuff, they, you know, they get fans pushing all the time, and I didn't want to be seen as a fan. I wanted to be seen as a professional. So, you know, especially with, you know, the interviews with the Hardys, you know, I I personally went up to them and was like, hey, if you guys have a couple minutes, I'd like to do a quick interview. You know, I'm here with, you know, with my press and stuff, and they said, sure, no problem, let's do it after. They got caught up doing some promo shots, and I waited like a professional. I wasn't trying to be pushy, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, I want them, you know, if I do get a chance to interview them again, I want to leave a good impression. I want to leave an impression that was, you know, I was I was thoughtful, I was patient, I wasn't pushy, I wasn't, you know, arrogant or, you know, anything like that. So, you know, I definitely wouldn't be able to do it if it wasn't for the people that I was with and the team that I was with, with Millie and Peter. You know, I do thank them. So if you guys are going to thank me, I definitely do think that you guys should definitely be thanking them as well because, you know, it was a team effort. At the end of the day, it wasn't just me. So, yeah, you, oh, know, I did. you guys are going to thank me. I, I, you know, I'm not just you, George. I'm just saying, you know, everybody <laughs> out there, like Raymond or, Raymond or, you know, listeners or anything like that, you know, if they're going to, you know, thank me and appreciate me for doing these interviews, you know, the appreciation definitely has to extend to them as well. Well, shoot, I'm not going to freaking fill Peter and, and Millie's head up with more thank yous. I already did that at the beginning of the show, damn it. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, as a matter of <laughs> Peter's has a big head no matter what, okay? so And no, don't think of it that way, folks. <sighs> okay. Anyway, now apparently, uh, we got Millie calling back in. Uh, she wants to say something to you, Christina, so let me open up the line here. Millie, are you there? I am here having my coffee with Grayson. Um 
Christina, I, I definitely watching you this whole weekend um, truly bloom into not just, uh, you know, a journalist watching you um, interview the Hardys and um, Cody Rose and, you know, the list goes on and on and on. But as a person in the, a female in this industry, like we spoke about, you know, in the industry of wrestling, women aren't very taken serious. And I definitely saw Christina be taken serious. And, uh, you know, in a sense, her, ro- her rose bloom into something more than what it really is. Christina is just truly open up a door and I couldn't be more proud of her as you know being a woman a future woman worker and a future journalist um, alongside of her now I have to say guys she did she, she did headlock me pretty good a couple of times she really did <laughs> she really did <laughs> thanks for the warning yeah so George <laughs> I just be careful I just be careful. And she can chop really good now too. I yeah. God damn it! Why? Yeah. Why did you guys have to teach her that? Why? Okay. You know what? It's not me. It's not me. You know who I can say blame blame that on a few individuals and um, Mr. Matthew. Think that you can thank them all because it wasn't it wasn't really me. I try to stay away from the chops because I learned don't chop if you don't want to get chopped. Fantastic. So the the, the God, great. Now I'm going to be leaving the studio every day with a red chest. I'm going to wear double padding just for this. Thank you very much, really, yeah, for calling in. But you and gotta, again, but you guys got to remember. Wait, we have tomorrow. You're going to be with us tomorrow, guys. We have God a round table with Legions and Wrestle City together, sitting down, having some coffee, maybe some pizza. You owe me pizza, George. You owe me pizza from the last time. That is true. I do. I'll put pineapple on it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just just messing with you, Millie. I'm just messing. But uh, I know. But trust me, I'll order pizza. I found out about a place that sells a nice big 18 inch for 9.99, and uh, it's just the slices are humongous. So trust me, I'm on it. I promise. For helping you pick out the TV via via text message today. You're so welcome. <laughs> I wanted to keep that as a surprise for her. Thanks for spoiling it. <laughs> I, you know I gotta spoil you. You know, you know I gotta pop your bubble. I always got. You know, I gotta. Golly! You know? I was gonna. Oh my God! You do you not understand the the beating I'm gonna get now tomorrow? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh, leaving with yeah, a no, bloody eye. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, Maybe possibility. Well, Millie, thanks very much for calling in. Now I have to fear for my life because of Christina. She's over here staring at me like, oh, God, I'm going to kill you. Uh, Thanks, Mm -hmm. Millie. I appreciate it. The violence is coming to me, man. I will see you guys tomorrow. (laughs) Christina, please don't hurt me. (laughs) We'll see about that. We'll We'll see how many coffees and pizzas you buy me. Christina, listen. Put down the steel chair. You don't have to hit me. Put down the steel chair. Let's talk as adults. You were sleeping. You were jet lagged. I did not want to bother you with this. I promise. It's okay, George. You'll just have to pay me back tomorrow with with an abundance of coffee and pizza, and we'll maybe call a truce. <laughs> I love you. Don't hurt me, please. 
<laughs> Golly, now I'm scared. Now I'm scared for my life. Why do I have to come into work? Ooh, the perfect bodyguard just called in. Let me let me open up the line. Then, guys, we have to stop these calls because we have to talk fast lane real quick. Uh, Russell City Hall of Famer, Lorraine, are you there? Lorraine, are you there? Okay, she's not there. So I thought she was going to call in and protect me. I guess not. I'm on my own. God, I need some. Damn it. Okay, so guys, let's go ahead and... I'm I'm so scared of my life tomorrow. So guys, as we all know, WWE Fastlane was on last night, and golly, what a pay-per-view it was. Of course, uh, we saw another, you know... Vicious beating by Goldberg towards Kevin Owens, and a lot of people are actually very, very upset about how it went down. Uh, but I, let me say for the record, guys, Christina, I don't know if you agree with me on this or not, but I personally love what's happening right now. Yes, a lot of people say, oh, but you guys make Kevin Owens look weak. As a matter of fact, they didn't. Because now you're adding more fuel to the fire of a already top blockbuster feud between Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. And then you're adding more fuel by saying Goldberg doesn't have a weakness. Remember the Paul Heyman promo from earlier in the evening saying, oh, there's gonna, uh, Kevin Owens is going to bring out a weakness in Goldberg. So now Brock Lesnar is going to have that. No weakness. So what's going to happen at WrestleMania, guys? It keeps you in the air. It's about the element of surprise. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the ride. Personally, I love what happened. Uh, Christina, what do you have to say? I mean, it's pretty much what I expected to happen. You know, I didn't want Goldberg to win, but for, you know, the sake of the storyline, I understand why he did. Um, You know, I... You know, I expected that he was going to win against Kevin Owens. I definitely expected if he were to win, I didn't think it was going to be clean. I definitely foresaw the interference by Jericho to make that happen. And like you said, it definitely fuels the fire for, you know, for both storylines going into WrestleMania, you know, with Kevin Owens and Jericho and then with Goldberg and Lesnar. You know, I just hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm ready to see what happens, you know, further down the line to the road of WrestleMania. To see where they are mm-hmm. going to take these storylines past past WrestleMania, you know, especially with Goldberg and Lesnar, is Goldberg going to leave after WrestleMania, or is he going to try and stick around? I'm excited to see where the possibilities are. Definitely. Uh, for me, uh, Fastlane as a whole pay-per-view uh, definitely wasn't my favorite. Uh, I was at uh, the Miller's Ale House in Davie with a few friends watching it, and. To be honest, like, between all of us, it was kind of hard for us to watch it as a whole pay-per-view. You know, we were kind of getting sidetracked with with conversations, and, you know, I kind of got a little personally sidetracked with, you know, news I wasn't expecting or wanted to hear and didn't really Mm -hmm. finish watching the whole pay-per-view. But, uh, you know, I'm excited to see, you know, hopefully, you know, WrestleMania will definitely pick up where Fastlane left off, and... And, you know, obviously WrestleMania will be a bigger and better show. I was, you know, I wanted Fastlane to be a great show because it is, what, the last one before WrestleMania, the last Raw one? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it yeah. is what it is. Uh, I'm definitely excited to see what the, the fallout is going to be on Raw tonight. Hopefully if I don't pass out from my jet lag after the show, <laughs> I'll be able to catch it. 
Well, here's here's one my one of my uh, rumors going on around uh, for Monday Night Raw tonight. Apparently, there's a certain dead man that has arrived at Monday Night Raw. So All right, that well, could. Then... It... I gotta go and get some coffee with extra espresso because I don't I don't want to miss the Undertaker at all. Yeah, and look how tired you are. I could hear it. I, you're about to let out a huge yawn, but it's well deserved. I'm not saying that you that is <laughs> you're not tired. I know you are extremely tired. So by all means, um, ooh, let's just take this one last call. Let's see who. Oh God, it's it's who I think it is. Yes, Peter. <laughs> Hello, Russell City Radio. Hello. <laughs> Peter, I, 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 I do want to let you know real quick, we are running very short on time, and Christina does not want to miss The Undertaker, so what news do you have for us here today? Well, you know, I, would, uh, I could sit here and, and very quickly, you know, talk about the rousing and insane success that was the one-year anniversary show, but, you know, we can do that another time. I can sit here and talk about the fact that Year two for BCW kicks off with World War 360 on April 21st, featuring the first four tournament matches of the BCW heavyweight title first round. And uh, listen, I've seen the preliminary designs so far that are going out to the BCW heavyweight title, and let me tell you, it looks fantastic. That's a big thing. I can talk about the Mike Orlando versus former TNA World Heavyweight Champion and possibly returning TNA superstar Magnus signed as the main event for World War 360. I can talk about all of that, but I'm really here to talk about one very important thing. Obviously, throughout tonight's show, uh, your fans and myself who've been listening in all night listen to the incredible interviews that were garnered by Christina Harrell. Uh, this this weekend and all the uh, the great you know time she had at the big event and at the Ring of Honor's Manhattan Mayhem and I and I have to say this is this is not me speaking as you know one of the backstage officials for BCW this is not me talking as the voice of a generation and the voice of BCW this is me talking as Peter Rosado a man who you know when when I realized that I and you know. Christina and I spoke a lot about that Will Ospreay line, you know, where we're fans who are lucky enough to make it behind the curtain. And I, and I said that to myself in my head for years, and when Will said it, it really struck a very deep chord with me. Five years ago, I started as someone who was lucky enough to do pre-show interviews for a wrestling company here in New York. And, you know, it's a long time coming to get where I got to, and even now I'm humbled by every opportunity that I get. But... I want to say that I am so very proud of the work that Christina Harrell did this weekend and so very mm-hmm. amazed by it because, you know, to be able to give someone the keys to the doors that you have in front of you and allow them to walk through them takes a lot of confidence in that person and a lot of confidence in their abilities and their skills. And uh, I couldn't be more happy and more confident and more amazed by the things that Christina did this weekend. Um, And it's one of those things where I would never regret introducing her to the people I introduced her to and 
and and and and you know creating those bridges for Christina uh, this weekend it was fantastic. And you know what? I was a fan of watching Christina work this weekend. Um, granted, means Gene Oakland tried to steal her away from my company. Uh, <laughs> and, and me and Mean Gene are going to talk about that one another time. <laughs> Uh, and Peter, I just want to let you know, uh, she's still listening, but she had to go due to emergency. I'm talking about Christina. Uh, so she did have to disconnect, but she is still listening. So everything you're saying, she's hearing it. <laughs> so no, and, You know what? It, it, it's, it's great. You know, I was a fan of watching her work this weekend. Um, I could not be more amazed and utterly, you know, um, proud of her professionalism and the way she handled herself, and of course, we're all fans on the inside, and, uh, you know, we, we can yep. talk for days about her reaction when Dalton Castle came out at Ring of Honor's Manhattan Mayhem. Oh, but, God, um, I saw that. <laughs> you know, her professionalism is top-notch. Um, the way that she represented uh, Wrestle City Radio was top-notch. The way that Millie Cruz represented Legion's Media was top-notch, and um, speaking as now, speaking as an official for BCW, and speaking as someone who, you know, escorted these two, uh, you know, professional and lovely young ladies around all weekend. Um, I couldn't be more happy to be working with those two young ladies and with, you know, Wrestle City Radio and Legion Media. So um, we want to thank, on behalf of BCW and on behalf of myself, uh, I, I want to thank both of those young ladies and yourself, George, and everyone involved with Legion and Wrestle City Radio for having come up this weekend, uh, covered all the action, and done it in you know, one of the most professional ways possible. Well, for the record, Peter, I thank you very much for taking care of our beautiful ladies up in New York. You know, it, it's it, it was a great pleasure that someone like you was able to take care of them, spoil the living hell out of them, and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, to a point. By the way, I don't know if you were hearing this, Peter, but you know that Christina said that if Mean Jean – Died from the kiss that she gave him. Oh, listen! Uh, I, I that... saw the way she tried to she tried to scooch that blame on me. I was listen. I was busy having conversations with with Melina while she was over there, you know, smooching with Mean Gene. So don't get don't get me involved in any of those shenanigans. I love <laughs> I love Mr. Okerman, but I, I would not ever be responsible for something that dastardly. It, it's anything. If anybody was responsible for it, I bet you it was that it was that hack Sean Mooney. <laughs> oh my God, Sean Mooney! Don't even get me started with those names. Holy cow, Sean! But man. but George, you know what? I I am gonna leave you because you know the lollipop queen had to go, and I'm gonna leave you to sign off your show because you know you can only do it because you're both royalty. I mean, it's the lollipop queen and King Belly. I mean, this gets no better. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Oh, my God. We are royalty. The queen of lollipops and King Belly. Holy crap. Wait a minute. Does that mean I'm married to her? <laughs> that, that, that's, no. Listen, you might have to fight Mean Gene for that one. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Peter, can you join me in the closing here tonight? I would, I would be honored to. Well, thank you very much for that. Guys, make sure you tune in next week to Russell City Radio when we're back on the air with the Lollipop King. Wow, the Lollipop Queen. Oh, God forbid she never hears that, you know, that we're little all quote. For closing, we're all for closing gender barriers here, George, but come on now. 
the lollipop queen, Christina, and King Belly, George. Of course, when we bring you another edition of Women's Appreciation Night next week with none other than Desi Dorada. Uh, will be on the show, and also, which he's an Indian native, by the way, and also part of uh, the, I forgot the uh, the uh, the club that she's part of, god damn it, uh, I, I'm sorry, I apologize, I didn't do good journal, journalist work there, but basically, she teams up with Kyle Hawk in the, in the wrestling business, and of course, none other than the female, the the legendary female in the independence, Sue Young, will be here next week on oh, Russell City Radio. Great, great job. Huh? Great yeah, job. Yeah, definitely. It's a women's appreciation night. It's only right. We end with a classic Jerry Lawler. For everyone here on Russell City Radio, make sure you like us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Russell City Radio. And for everyone that's a fan of BCW, make sure you go and like them also on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Bree Combination Wrestling. Guys, for everyone here on Russell City and BCW, I want to say have a good night. This is Wrestling Radio by the fans for the fans. Good night, folks.